Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, Couch to 80k Writing Bootcamp Week 5, Day 4. This week we're looking at emotions, both inside and outside your writing, and how we can use them. Just a quick content warning, like yesterday we're going to be discussing trauma briefly today. Nothing graphic or specific, but just touching on it as a topic, so be aware. So yesterday I introduced the hardest exercise I've given you so far. Writing about pain, writing about trauma, writing about the stuff we don't like to think about. And either you did it or you did one of the alternatives I suggested. If you did do the trauma version of the exercise, it's very possible after all this build-up that it felt strangely anticlimactic. A bit flat. No great cathartic release. Maybe you don't feel like you've got one pivotal, upsetting moment in your life to write about. Maybe it feels unrelated to the kind of stories you want to write. After all, we're not talking about fiction here, we're talking about memoir. One thing I want to say is that autobiography is intimately related to the best, most engaging fiction. That doesn't mean that the best fiction is always semi-autobiographical, or at least not in the literal sense of the people and places being similar or it being set in the real world. I mean that you're never going to write powerful, vivid, humane stories unless the challenges that your characters face are personally meaningful to you. Unless at some level their struggles have been your struggles too. So the purpose of engaging with the pain in your life, the fear, the loss, isn't so you can then write a literal non-fiction account of those events. Although, of course, that's always a path open to you if you want. You might not have considered it. You might be very good at it. Um, the purpose is more to get down to the very bones and guts of what matters to you. To touch something real. Again and again in workshops, I've seen writers hovering around the thing they really want to write about. They're writing ends up coming strangely vague they're sort of coy and sometimes they imagine that by holding back by not naming the thing or the trauma or whatever it is the fear by not being specific they're creating this amazing sense of tension and intrigue but a lot of the time the reader will just feel frustrated like you're stringing them along or you don't really know what the story is supposed to be about and I realize <laughs> that not two days ago, I suggested this very coyness as a legitimate and stylish technique. Do I contradict myself? Yes and no. You need to give the specific details and feelings of the narrative present without holding back. And sometimes those will be explicitly about the trauma, the thing that is happening or has happened or is about to happen, right? And there will also be a ton of detail that is just the texture of everyday life. So the exercise I gave you was to help you focus on that latter part, the mundane stuff, which often gets missed out. But if you overdo it, if you give the reader no clue as to what's gone on, it, it can just shut them out of the scene. And I, I, I do that a lot in my own writing. It's such a common first draft problem is that I've tried to be so sort of clever, clever and atmospheric. But I have, I've left out some basic details. And, and, and if the reader doesn't understand the context, it's hard for them to understand the stakes or empathise with the character. So the story is less engaging. It's like trying to watch a movie through a panel of frosted glass. Flavour and sensory details are great, wonderful, important, essential even. But it's OK just to bluntly state the truth as well. Don't hold back so much that you deny the reader crucial information. Right, so we're going to continue with yesterday's task. Just like in the original Pennebaker and Beale study, we're doing four sessions over four days. Doing this will probably make you feel worse 
at first, so make an informed choice about whether you want to participate. If you'd prefer to sit this one out, you can use the 10 minutes to write in detail about an imagined trauma, or you can simply free write on the topic of powerful emotions. I'm now going to repeat the generic instructions from yesterday. Write your very deepest thoughts and feelings about the most traumatic experience of your entire life or an extremely important emotional issue that has affected you and your life. In your writing, I'd like you to really let go and explore your deepest emotions and thoughts. Write about the event or events in detail. Be vivid. Include any strong sensory memories you have. You might tie your topic to your relationships with others, including parents, lovers, friends or relatives, to your past, your present or your future, or to who you've been, who you would like to be or who you are now. You may write about the same general issues or experiences on all days of writing or about different topics each day. So you've got 10 minutes and I'll let you know when your time is up. Ready? Go.
And that's it. Well done. You might like to reflect on how that felt compared to yesterday, how what you wrote developed or changed or added to that or diverged from it. Perhaps you repeated some of what you wrote yesterday. Perhaps you moved on to something else. So for now, go and do something really nice. Take care of yourself and I'll see you tomorrow.